You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning Winning try. The Ravens are... You know, probably the the front runners for the Super Bowl right now. You 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 have to look at them as the best team in the NFL. Going to San Francisco, dominating that team the way that they did. I mean, we just haven't seen the Niners look like that uh, for full quarters, and it's just another example of um, this Ravens defense having offenses look lost. Of uh, I mean, the Niners never really had anything going early in the game they had a couple things going to George Kittle some late stuff to IU Christian McCaffrey still you know he had himself a pretty decent day but by his standards it wasn't great he had a couple of chunk plays um but all in all I mean the Ravens just continue to show that they play um a style that people can't keep up with and I saw Patrick Queen say that and, it, and it's true I mean when you see these guys come out there and physically dominate teams the way that they do on all phases, on all phases, not just defensively, but I mean, offensively, they played with a certain nastiness in that game. Um, And the Niners just could not match that level of intensity, that level of physicality. And you have to wonder right now, can anybody (laughs) match it? I mean, when you see the Niners look the way that they did at home, I mean, you have to start thinking, is there anybody that can beat the Ravens on their best day? Yeah, completely agree with you there. Let's start with the defense. Um, Listen, man, the defense did what needed to be done. Um, You know, Kyle Hamilton, what, what can we say more about him? He continues to be a superstar. But my favorite thing about the night, in addition to, you know, what we saw from Kyle Hamilton is, um, a lot of unsung heroes in, in this game in terms of um, names. 
So, you know, Jadavian Clowney has been playing well, but, you know, he, it feels like we haven't really heard his name much, but he was so disruptive. And guys like Brent Urban being disruptive. Um, you know, I had an opportunity to go to the game. So it felt like every time Brent Urban was put in the, to the game, Cordell, they were holding. I mean, it just literally like, and it was blatant too. And some of them was getting called, some of them wasn't getting called. And, and it was just like, you know, they really could not do anything with, with what they had um, moving up front. Travis Jones, I thought, was um, disruptive. It was really good to see everybody on the defense doing their part. You know what I'm saying? Patrick Queen had an interception. Marlon, I mean, yes, I, I know I'm sounding really gushy right now, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm sounding, you know, like, wow. But it really was a wild type game from that from that defense when you look at the offense that the 49ers have. Now, I will say this. The 49ers did the Ravens all the favors because I'm not really sure why you're not putting Ayuk on Stevens sooner. Uh, but hey, who are, who are me to judge? Thank you very much for not doing that because it allowed the Ravens to really do what they do well. And um, you know, Marlon had a situation where I mean, he had a, he was holding down Debo Samuels. You know, again, Stevens I thought played well, but again, you know. The, for whatever reason, they did two things that I didn't understand. They didn't go back to the run consistently in the second half. They didn't really get it into Brandon Ayuk's And I don't know if that's a, and because of what they were doing up front where Brock Purdy just kind of had some happy feet and he was hearing footsteps. Or if, you know, the Ravens were just taking the 49ers out of sync because they are a timing offense um, when they are passing. And so you just saw, you know, some situations where it's like, well, I believe um, Christian McCaffrey had 89 yards going into the half. And then we didn't really see Christian McCaffrey anymore. And so then again, you know, they just were doing things that were very questionable, but maybe that's a credit to what the Ravens were doing and showing them that they were confused about what it is that they wanted to do. Sam Darnold comes in and look, they had to, they had to make up time, right? I think that Sam Darnold is a better athlete. I think that Sam Darnold um, is just not consistent enough at quarterback, which is why he's a backup. But if Sam Darnold could be more consistent, he would be a number one somewhere else. He comes in and he does essentially everything that I thought that they would have done throughout the other three quarters, right? But ultimately, it just wasn't enough because the defense was so good. They ended the game, obviously, with Marcus Williams uh, with the touchdown. I mean, with the, excuse me, the interception. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a total team effort. Um, the defense, it was all phases, uh, all three levels. Showing up, Marlon Humphrey. I thought he had his best game of the season. He did for sure. Um, just not only just in the coverage, but the physicality. He got to play uh, closer to the line of scrimmage. Figured they'd go heavy in the slot with him, especially when you see that Arthur Millette is inactive. You knew it was going to be uh, Kyle Hamilton and and Marlon Humphrey day in the nickel, which is perfect because you got to in that type of game. You can't play around, even if Millette's healthy. 
let's be honest, it didn't need to be a Millette game. It, Thank it just, you. It, it worked out the way that it was supposed to, 100%. Right. You had to go out there with your best guys and put your best game plan together. And Mike McDonald, I think, really showed out in this one. And I've never been the – I have kind of stayed clear of Mike McDonald and the head coach and stuff. But when you put on a type of coaching clinic the way he did Christmas night – where it's the only game on, everybody's watching it against that type of team with those types of weapons. Somebody's noticing. <laughs> somebody is noticing what this dude is doing. And maybe that somebody is Steve Bashad. You know, maybe they figure out a way to keep Mike McDonald here long term. I don't know. Um, but Mike McDonald is a freaking genius the way that he orchestrates that defense, honestly. I mean, yeah. I haven't seen Kyle Shanahan. Forget the players. I mean, Brock Purdy looked lost from the beginning. They did. all did. Um, did. But I think that's a byproduct of Kyle Shanahan looking lost. I don't think Kyle Shanahan knew what he was looking at out there. And that has happened plenty of times this year where it feels like opposing offensive coordinators can't figure this defense out. They give yeah. you these looks pre-snap that give you the indication that it's the same thing every time. And you just don't yep. know what's coming. They're just, they're just so good with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Marlon, Marlon was outstanding. He played so physical. He was great in the run. Great as a blitzer. He, he, he just was dynamic. He, he was dynamic yes. in that game. Kyle Hamilton can't say enough about him. I mean, the dude is really putting a stamp on what I believe is an all pro season for him. Um, you look at uh, Travis Jones. Travis Jones showed up a couple of times. I mean, I thought that I thought the defensive front played really well. I thought the Ravens as a, as a defense had one of their better tackling games. So many times Christian McCaffrey is getting through the first level, but he yep. isn't able to really go anywhere because you've got somebody, maybe it's Justin Matabike or somebody, somebody's got his foot and they're just not letting him go. And then the Calvary comes. They did a really good job of tackling in this game. And that was one of the keys because this Niners offense, they lead the league in yards after catch. Uh, Christian McCaffrey obviously leads the league in rushing him. His rushing numbers after first contact are through the roof. So this was a team that you had to show up and be ready to tackle against. And, the, and to the Ravens credit, um, they were Stevens. Yeah. I mean, Stevens had his warts later in the game, but all in all, I thought Steven still played well. He still was able to play physical. He made some plays on the ball down the field. Um, yep. you know, it, it just, you know, you get into that mode late in the game where they're down multiple scores. You're, you're playing a different type of coverage at that point. So you're going to let certain things go. Um, but all in all, I, I just, I just thought the defense played really well. You mentioned to Davian Clowney, he and Kyle Van Noy really showed up again in this game. I mean, they won this game in the trenches on both sides, really. Um, but sticking with the defense, and the, they dominated that Niners offensive line. That old, that Niners offensive line looked the way the Ravens O-line has been looking over the last month or so. Um, so that's a credit to those guys. And Matt Abike, while he didn't get a sack and his streak ends, um, I still thought the dude was wrecking havoc back there. He got plenty of pressures, was there in the run game. He 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 just he did everything you want him to do. He and Travis Jones, I think, really showed out in that game. Um, the linebackers, I mean, Roquan and Patrick Queen, they they clearly showed up as well. Patrick Queen getting the interception, and he's out there 
laboring. I mean, all all that that whole second half, I'm watching Patrick Queen look like he's dealing with something with his shoulder or his collarbone or something, and he would not come out the game. And that's a weekly thing with him. If you watch Patrick Queen throughout the season, he's gotten nicked up and hurt plenty of times in these games. And sometimes he comes out, but a lot of times he doesn't. A lot of times he stays on the field and tries to play through it. The dude is a warrior um, and definitely should be uh, shouted out for that. And I, I think the secondary just continued to have a really good day. It looked bleak early. Um, it looked like they were really targeting Marcus Williams early, going to George Kittle quite a bit on that first drive. Um, but credit to them, they they stiffened up. They get the interception in the end zone to, to cap off that first drive. And Brock Purdy, I talked all week about how the dude doesn't get fooled and the Ravens fooled them all game, all game. Yeah. Four yeah. interceptions from him. You get the one interception from Darnold. Yep. Uh, Purdy, I, I mean, he was seeing ghosts. Yep. <laughs> he was clearly yep. seeing ghosts. The Raven, and, and I said, if the Ravens, the, the, everybody – uh, was asking me, you know, we're only we're only hearing about what the Niners are good at. What about with the Ravens? What advantage do they have? And the one advantage I kept saying was in the trenches. They can get pressure on Purdy. They can beat that offensive line up, and that's exactly what they did. Yep. And and look, they I believe they've had some injuries on the offensive line, mm-hmm. so it is what it is, right? We all are dealing. Um, when you look, when we look, every team is dealing with injuries. It's not just you know, uh, the 49ers dealing with injuries. This is the time of year that you're going to struggle. And so you have to capitalize off of those things. Um, And I think that the Ravens did a really good job of doing that. I definitely want to switch to the offensive side of the ball now and talk about what they did in this 49ers game. 